1: Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, I'm your host Benjamin Shapiro and today we're going to discuss the importance of planning, content marketing and demand generation for content. Joining us is Kyle Denhoff who is the Senior Manager of Marketing Strategy and Ops at HubSpot which helps millions of organizations grow better. Over 128,000 customers in more than 120 countries use HubSpot software services and support to transform the way they attract, engage, and delight customers. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, HubSpot is also the primary sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. And today, Kyle and I are going to talk about why to build a media arm in a software company. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Kyle Denhoff, the Senior Manager of Marketing Strategy and Ops at HubSpot. Kyle, welcome to the Martech podcast.
2: Hey, Benjamin. Thanks for having me.
1: Excited to have you as our guest. Always great to talk to a HubSpotter. We always appreciate your support. And of course, they provide us with some great guests like yourself. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we love the show.
1: We're excited to have you, uh, your support. Also excited to chat. And today we're going to talk a little bit about why the heck HubSpot is not only working with us, the HubSpot podcast network, they produce a lot of content. And I don't just want to talk about HubSpot's marketing strategy, but also the template that other businesses can follow. HubSpot's been great about building templates for other marketing teams. Let's talk a little bit about why companies should build a media arm if they're running a software company.
2: Yeah, I think it's a great question. And a lot of companies over the last couple of years have invested in content marketing, right? They've been investing in their blogs, their emails, additional content programs, At HubSpot, we've gotten to the size and scale where we have a full-blown media team. Our media team is over 70 folks, producers, writers, editors, all contributing to different forms of owned media. And we believe that that's one way for us to reach audiences and ultimately introduce them to HubSpot. So it's a significant investment for us to help us raise the awareness of the business and ultimately drive demand for the software company.
1: All right. So you said a couple things there. One, you've got your own media team. Let's talk about what a media team is and what the purpose of it. You mentioned writers, editors. Are they producing content themselves? Are they sourcing other people's content and helping edit it? What does the media team actually do at HubSpot?
2: So our media team is made up of a handful of groups, our largest being our blog team. The HubSpot blog is a place where a lot of folks go for education, how-tos, to help them with their roles. And we have a marketing sales service website blog and recently launched Hustle Blog, which is one of our other media properties. So on that team, you have editors and writers who are producing content for our various audiences, ultimately partnering with our SEO team to try and bring in new traffic into the site and convert that traffic into leads for the business. So very heavy focus on writing. Now, we've also invested in other forms of media. We now have a full-blown YouTube team. We operate a handful of YouTube channels. We have a marketing channel that provides how-to education for marketers on how to improve their jobs and how to do some strategies and tasks to grow awareness or drive demand. And we've also established a podcasting team to build some of our own podcasts and also partner with other podcasts in the industry. And the last piece is newsletters. So we've built a newsletter team that's focused on building best-in-class industry newsletters. We got to partner with The Hustle last year. They have over 1.6 million subscribers for their daily newsletter. So you have this media department focused on these very specific channels. And within each channel, we really want to offer value to our audience and ultimately bring them into the HubSpot ecosystem.
1: Okay. So what I'm hearing from you, and it's funny because this is what I've been describing as new media, this sort of combination. For us, it starts with podcasting. Out of podcasts comes blog posts, social media posts, a newsletter, and you can use that to start to drive demand. You sort of put the blog first because HubSpot obviously has a blog that is world-class. You've been doing it for a long time. It's the content production model that most B2B businesses are starting to follow. One of the things that I always think is interesting about the HubSpot marketing strategy is you're not always just focusing on how to use our products and services. So when you're thinking about what content across the multiple verticals, blog, podcast, video, newsletter, when you think about what content you're creating, how much do you focus on building content that is, here's how you use our product, or here is strategies that are independent of our products and services?
2: I think it's definitely a balance depending on where you are as a company and what your objectives are. So we always try to ask ourselves, like, what's the objective first? Do we want to raise awareness for HubSpot and reach audiences who probably don't know who we are? Do we want to delight folks who know who we are and continue to add value? Or do we want to drive people to have conversations with our sales team? So like, the objective, I think, is what matters first. And then from there, we can start to have conversations about what channels are we going to use to reach those audiences and what content should we develop to ultimately meet that objective. On the media side, we are trying to grow our reach and demand. So our objective is how do we reach new audiences? How do we bring them to HubSpot? And then ultimately, how do we convert them into customers? So with each channel, we're looking at the objective and then building out the editorial strategy after that. But you mentioned this like extension into new mediums. I think you want to be able to start with something and focus on it and be really strong at it. And for us, that was always the blog. It's an opportunity to reach marketers, sales folks, service folks, and now web developers that are looking for how-to education. Once we find a great hit on the blog, a topic that's doing extremely well, driving a ton of traffic, converting leads for the business... How can we extend that into other mediums? And how can we take that topic and bring that to our podcasting team for them to cover it on a show or bring that to our YouTube team to cover that on YouTube? So I think it's a combination of like where you are as a business, what your overall objective is, and then once you get up and running, let's figure out how we extend the great work we're doing.
1: A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know, For the down market brands, they're sitting here listening and saying, great, you've got a media team of 70 people. You can do awareness, you can do nurture, you can do engage in delight, you can do demand generation, you could make it rain. And we've got two freelancers and one marketer that are working on our team. We can't do all of those things. So how do you figure out where to start when you're faced with the chicken or the egg problem of should we build content that gets awareness and hopefully provides value? Or should we focus on building content that gets people to understand what our products or services are? You know, if you're starting or you're a smaller business, how do you think about prioritization?
2: Yeah, I think if you're a smaller business, the objective is to grow to grow sustainably and grow quickly. So over investing in that awareness content or that storytelling could put you at a disadvantage. You're just not bringing in the leads that you need for the sales team to ultimately grow revenue for the business. So I think for smaller shops, it's really, again, what's the objective? Okay, our objective is to drive demand. We need to grow this business and move from the startup phase maybe to the scale up phase. Once we know that objective, The next question we always ask ourselves is who's the audience that we're talking to? Because I think the audience actually dictates the content and the channels that you invest in. So marketers love podcasts, right? Marketers have podcasts as a part of their weekly routine.
1: Boy, I hope so.
2: (laughs) And so you want to invest in that medium for that audience. Sales folks, maybe they want quick hits on YouTube. It's something where they're on calls all day. They just want to look something up quickly, get a five minute video on YouTube to learn something and then move on. You really want to ask yourself, who's the audience? And then I think you decide, okay, what medium or form of media do I want to invest in to reach that audience? And I would double down on it. I think folks that stretch themselves too thin, they go after awareness, they go after demand, they go after product content, and they want to stretch it across blogging and podcasting and YouTube and newsletters all at once. They just don't have that focus. And then ultimately they miss that objective. So I think for small businesses, what's your objective? Who's your audience? And then pick that medium you really want to focus on first.
1: So I think that's great advice. I'm going to synthesize it a little. Understand your audience understand the channel that your audience is looking for content, start at the bottom of the funnel and work your way up as your company scales. You're going to start with your describing your company, your products, your services. You're going to build more content that is in that niche. And then eventually you're going to just start creating content for that audience to gather them to hopefully have it trickle down. One thing that I appreciate that HubSpot's been doing, obviously, because it means that we get to be part of the HubSpot podcast network, is expanding beyond just having your in-house media team creating content that supports HubSpot's mission. You obviously have created the HubSpot Podcast Network. I think there's like 13 or 14 podcasts in the network now that are talking about HubSpot or including ads in HubSpot. Um, We are fortunate enough to get guests from HubSpot on our podcast. You mentioned that you acquired The Hustle, The Newsletter. How do you think about partnerships, acquisitions? Where does that play into the overlap of owning a media team as opposed to going and getting the content from other sources?
2: It comes down to building your own media team is hard. It's extremely hard. So investing in your own media team, your own media assets takes time. And I think that's really where you start and you build a foundation there. But as you're trying to scale and as you're trying to reach new audiences, sometimes other people do that better. They've been able to reach an audience, build an affinity with that audience, build a relationship with that audience over time. And now you're into conversations around acquisition or partnerships. Because at the end of the day, we just want to provide value to the audience and we want to be able to reach that audience. And so I think we set the foundation and then we always go back to our planning cycles, like what's our objective? Who's the audience that we're trying to reach? And if there's someone else who is reaching that audience more efficiently, more effectively than we are, then we should have a conversation about that. How can we partner with them? Maybe we want to do a co-marketing partnership and we create a piece of content or media together with them. Maybe we want to build out a network and bring them into our network and let them continue to develop value for their show, but be a part of that as a sponsor. Maybe there are acquisition targets, but I think that's more of a case by case basis and more of a business decision where the others can be more plays within your marketing playbook is figuring out how do I partner with other brands and media companies? And then how can I almost sponsor other media companies as well?
1: was one of the first things that happened when we announced that we were joining the HubSpot podcast network I got a couple of requests from you know people that know me well my friends and they were like hey congratulations you got acquired how much was it for and it's like no this is not an acquisition i still own the media. It's a partnership. We're part of a network. And so you know, I think that not only can you find content in different ways from sources that not only do a great job building the content, but they already own the audience. And to me, that's what was smart about what HubSpot did is they were able to get access to all of these audiences without having to go through the pain and the due diligence of going through an acquisition. And that's why I'm a big fan of the model for the HubSpot podcast network.
2: Well, I would just say, I think With partnerships, a lot of marketers like there's value for both partners. So when you're talking about building co-branded materials or going through a sponsorship HubSpot as a company, we are reaching new audiences and ultimately trying to introduce them to our brand and our products down the road. But we're also offering value to those partners and we're using our own channels to distribute them and help them ultimately grow their audience or reach some of our contacts. So I do think partnerships, regardless of the size and scale of your company is a great way to be able to tap into new audiences, but the right way to do it is to make sure that there's value on both sides.
1: You can create the content yourselves. You have to own it, distribute it, find and build your audience. You can partner and take advantage of other companies, other media creators, audiences, or you can acquire. And instead of doing the work of building the team, you can go out and buy it yourself. Lots of different ways to think about building a media arm inside your software company. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kyle Denhoff, Senior Manager of Marketing Strategy and Ops at HubSpot. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Kyle and I are going to discuss how to use own content to drive demand. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Kyle, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Denhoff, D-E-N-H-O-F-F underscore, or you can visit his company's website, which is HubSpot.com just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J Shapp, benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P.